Welcome to A Life Invested, a podcast dedicated to helping you create the lifestyle of your dreams by investing in people, assets, and yourself. I'm your host, Roger Comstock. All right, my friends, welcome. Welcome back to A Life Invested. I'm so grateful to have each and every one of you here. It is such a privilege to have you all on the show. And today we have an exceptional guest, somebody that I know very well. He's become uh, just a very dear friend and uh, boy, he's crushing it in the world of entrepreneurship. Um, he's a master salesperson. And most importantly, he's an incredible family man, a uh, wonderful husband to his sweetheart um, who he met in high school and his uh, little daughter. So super cool. Our guest today is an individual named Andy King. And he's married to his high school sweetheart and has four amazing daughters in Cache Valley, Utah. He graduated from the Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University in 2009 and built his career as a professional salesperson in the nutraceutical industry. In 2021, he and his wife built their dream home in Hyde Park, Utah, only to find that he wasn't fully fulfilled professionally or personally. This sparked him to enter the world of entrepreneurship and ownership, where he now has an ownership stake in multiple small businesses and runs his marketing agency, Growth Grove, that helps small businesses market and sell their services. Andy is a co-host on the Dadfluencer podcast and loves being a husband and father. You can connect with Andy if you want um, at andyking.1 on Instagram. Again, his handle is andyking.1, or you can follow him, um, go uh, keep up with him on LinkedIn. This guy is the man. You definitely want to follow him. He's just as good as they come. And so welcome, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for being here. Man, I appreciate it. Thanks, Raj. I'm, I'm excited to always wanted to be on the podcast, so I'm happy happy that we're here. Well, dude, it's good to have you here. You've done an exceptional job in uh, everything that you've been able to build. I've been able to get to know Andy very well because he actually went through Zero Dollar Startup, the program, and uh, crushed, crushed it. I mean, absolutely crushed it. Um, and he, I know he crushes it at his uh, nutraceutical position. The guy is just kind of um, taking names. He does a great job wherever he goes. Got whatever he touches turns to gold. It's a, it's a good <laughs> thing, but, um, tell everybody a little bit about your experience in entering the world of entrepreneurship and how you decided that you wanted to take that leap. Yeah. Uh, no, um, first of all, Raj, I just, I love you, man. Uh, you're one of, one of the people that, uh, I just look up to so much. So appreciate you and everything that you do. You help so many people and you truly have a heart of gold. So Wanted to get that out of the way, but man, I love you. You're one of the greatest. Appreciate you, man. Right back at you. Thank you very much. Yes. No. So, I mean, you made it sound like everything I, I touched turns to gold and that's not always been the case. I've had many, many failures along the way for sure. Um, but just kind of like you, you mentioned in my bio, um, I built a career in the nutraceutical industry, uh, working behind the scenes, doing on the ingredient side, manufacturing side, all those types of things of uh, supplements. So here in Utah, you have a lot of the big MLM companies. So I would sell to companies like that. Um, I work with large national brands on energy drinks, pre-workouts, proteins, all that type of stuff. Um, love the industry. It's really great. But, uh, you know, and I, and I did well. I, I've done well in that industry and I've kind of climbed and moved my way up. And uh, like I said, in 2021, we we built, you know, this dream house that we always wanted uh, in Hyde Park. That's where we've always wanted to live. My uh, We're about five minutes from my mother-in-law, and then we're about 10 minutes from my parents. So great spot. We love it. But uh, I, I had a moment where, you know, I thought, oh, man, this is like this all I dreamed of, right? And then we get, we get there, and I'm like, oh, there's so, still so much more out there. And it wasn't that I wasn't happy with the home or anything like that, but 
I just wasn't fully fulfilled. Um, and obviously we know things, I, I know that things, material possessions don't make you happy, but it was just a moment where it's like, okay, you can know that, but then you can know that, right? Like you can experience that. So, um, so about that time, so this was, uh, early 20, late 2021 into early 2022, I was like, okay, I've got to make this leap from being a W2 sales guy into kind of trusting my abilities and doing what I need to do. And the first thing I put on my list to make that happen was I got to, I got to go meet some new people. I got to expand my circle. I got to find people that are doing with that, what I want to do. Um, because a lot of what I've done, it's a small, small, the nutraceutical world is a really small world. Um, there's just, I just need to expand kind of my, my personal network. And so by, by face design somehow, um, I actually met you, Roger, at a, co- a business conference that you attended up in Logan. That was Kevin Karchner's uh, conference. Kevin's a good friend of both of ours. Love you, Kev, wherever you are. Um, but uh, I listened to you speak at that conference and and then we just started a, a little friendship from there. And um, yeah, there was about, I think that happened in February of 2022. I think so. I want to say it was February. And just for the next couple of months, I just was doing a lot of like soul searching and pondering of, you know, what do I want to do? What should I, what direction should I go? And then I ended up uh, joining up the, uh, doing $0 startup going through the program, which was just kind of mind bending and, and enlightening of just, there's a whole nother way to think about how to go about doing things and being successful. And um, so I made the, made an investment in myself and just started, started down the path. And I think, dude, I, if I recall, I remember texting you maybe two weeks or a week and a half after being in the program and having closed my first deal with a customer. And I was just like, the second that that happened, man, it was like this whole new world opened to me. Like this confidence that I had in myself that like, Hey, push come to to shove. Like I can go into the marketplace and with my current skills and abilities, like I can, I can make this happen. And so it just like, if for anything, the investment in $0 startup just made me realize, man, I have what it takes to go out and, and, and be successful. And from there, I just, you know, kept working through the program and uh, built out some nice clients. And then that opened so many different opportunities uh, professionally for me. You know, even within my nutraceutical career, I was able to um, negotiate, a, you know, some really nice ownership in, in the company that I'm at, which is going to be worth, uh, I mean, it already is worth, you know, substantial amounts of money and, and uh, secure, I don't want to say security, but financial uh, it's worth a lot. And uh, aside from that, there's a couple of other small businesses that I'm working with that were clients that now I'm partaking in either a profit share type of a deal or, um, even an ownership type of a deal. So really exciting stuff, but, uh, it all started with knowing that the rap, the road that I was on was not the road that I wanted to stay on and taking some action and getting the right people in my circle to help me move to that direction. So I owe a lot of that to you, man. Ah, uh, dude. Oh, I love you, man. Respect you so much. And I'm just so happy for you and uh, love watching everything that you're accomplishing. It doesn't surprise me at all. I knew you were going to just dominate, brother. And so just just honestly makes me 
so, so, so grateful to be able to see. Um, tell the listeners, um, when you say, I love, you use the word action, and I feel like it's so important because right now, ideas are a dime a dozen. They're everywhere, right? Everybody has an idea like, oh man, this could make so much money if I did this. But um, ideation really isn't worth a whole lot in and of itself. Ideas can be worth a lot, but they require um, excellent execution, right? People that are willing to kind of put boots on the ground and get rubber to hit the road. Otherwise, um, the idea kind of comes and goes. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard of individuals who see a commercial and they're like, oh man, I had that thought years ago. I should have done something, right? Right. Um, but they just never moved on it. And what I've noticed about you and what I appreciate so much, um, it's no wonder you've been such a successful student, is because you uh, you were willing to act, right? Immediately. You learned things, you took what you learned and you apply them immediately. What what encouragement would you give to people that are currently listening to the show or entering the world of entrepreneurship when it comes to being willing to 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 just act? Yeah, I, I mean, action is like is the only thing, yeah. right? Obviously, you have to build up your skills and do all all of that. But I remember um, the first deal that I closed. You know, I have a, a product and service bundle that I was selling, um, and I didn't really know how to fulfill. I didn't. And I think a lot of times people spend a lot of time on like, okay, how am I, when I get something, how am I going to fulfill? How am I going to make it great? I'm like, well, I'm going to go out and um, arbitrage this thing and I'll sell it. And then I'll figure out the other part. I'll figure it out as I go. And that can be a little stressful for some people, but I think um, had I not taken the action, I could have, I could have set a, sat around for a much longer time just trying to figure out you know, how am I going to do this? And what's the back end? And I just knowing that I had some people in my corner, you uh, as a coach at the time, um, you know, I knew that I'd be able to figure it out. So I would say if you have an idea, if you are ready to start a business or even just a small little side hustle, um, there's no better time than now to act, right? It's like you said, you could in, in three years, like the time's going to pass anyway. So you may as well just go out and act. And I, the older I've got, so I'm, I'm I'm approaching forty, Raj. I'm getting there. I'm almost You're there. You're young, dude. You are young. But the, I, but as I was, you know, I think in my twenties and thirties, I was so nervous. Oh, what's my family going to think about me? What's somebody else going to think about me? But as I've gotten older, like nobody's thinking about me. They're thinking about themselves, and they're thinking about their own problems. And so, just feeling the fear, moving through it, you know. I think I've been lucky too, just in my sales career, I've had to, you know, roll, roll the dice a few times on some big deals. And I, I ended up winning those deals because I did something. Right. And so just recognizing that action equals progress and not thinking about action equals progress is, is an important thing. I love that so much. I just wrote that down. Action equals progress. That is so, so good. Um, yeah, I, I like some of the points that you've made here, um, and I want to dive into them just a little bit. It's funny because if somebody were to read a book on riding a bicycle, right? They could read a 500-page manual and learn everything they could about the bike and the parts of the bike and the physics behind it, like how to balance and what momentum is and all of these things. And they could they could finish the book feeling like they were an expert in riding bikes, right? They, if if it, somebody asked them a question, they could answer it. 
but they're not going to understand what riding a bike is like until they get on the bike. And then they can almost just throw the book out the window, right? It'd be like, it's a, yeah. it's a brand new experience. And yeah. I'd say that's really how business is. And I loved what you said here, you know, in your first deal, you found somebody that needed help. Um, and you just went to work, right? And you start plugging in pieces and there's all kinds of tools that you can use, but really the number one, um, primary source of success is just being willing to, to try. Um, it's kind of a ready fire aim approach. And so I, I love what you've been doing. Absolutely love what you've been up to. Um, tell us what's been, what's been kind of the most challenging part of, of starting a company and doing what you're doing. You had mentioned, uh, I, I love this. You said that you needed to push through fear. And so what's, what's allowed you to push through fear, right? Uh, instead of getting hindered by it. Um, I think it's just having, well, there, I would say two things. Number one, I've let fear hold me back so many times in the past. And I've had, I've gone far enough down the road that I can look back at those opportunities and say, man, if I just would have like held on, or if I just would have pushed a little harder for a few more days, a week, a month, whatever that is, then, you know, that situation would turn out different. So I can look back at some of the times where like, Hey, fear's kind of holding you back. Um, and then number two, aside from recognizing previous, uh, previous times where fear held me back would be just being around people that are doing it right. Um, if you can get on the phone with someone like yourself or somebody who's doing what you want to do, or even someone who's just wants to encourage you, like it gives you all the courage to just go. Right. So, so being around the right type of people that are going to encourage you and they see your vision. And even if they don't see your vision, they see you and they want you to be successful. So getting around the right people and then recognizing other times when fierce can held you back. That's oh, what I, I love. Those are, that's, yeah. I love this man. Yeah. Because there's really no one on, uh, on earth that doesn't experience fear, right? It's, it's something that every single person is going to encounter. And what I love so much is bravery exists only because fear does too. Courage exists because there's fear. Right. And mm -hmm. the people that are willing to be brave, have some courage, take a step into the dark and do something that they haven't done before, get uncomfortable. Um, things will always work out for those people that are willing to keep moving forward all the time. Right. We I've mentioned this before in a show, but it's it's uh, such an important principle to understand. Rocky won right Apollo because he he wasn't a better fighter. Apollo was the better fighter, but Rocky kept uh, getting back up, right? Get knocked down. He mm -hmm. could have given up so many times. And we see this over and over and over again in the world of entrepreneurships or entrepreneurship where leaders have been uh, knocked down, socked in, the st socked in the stomach, and they just continue to get back up, learn, grow, pivot, change, find solutions to problems. And uh, it's it's really exciting to be able to observe what what individuals create through these so-called failures, right? Or challenges. Right. Along the way. I also love what you said about getting around the right people. I've also I've found that to be just hypercritical in business and in life. There's a great quote that says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And mm -hmm. uh, we really do end up becoming like the people we spend the most time with. And so what advice would you give to people if they're trying to figure out how to network or who to be around? Uh, what would you say to those individuals? So this is this really goes back to when before I joined the program, before I got to know you, um, I sat down and I said, "Okay, where am I and where do I want to go and who who do I know that can help me get there and how do I start doing that?" 
and I had to get a little bit uncomfortable. I had to reach out. I, the first person I called was Kevin Karchner. I oh, called him. I was like, Kev, I love what you're doing. Can we go to lunch? And he didn't know me. He didn't know me at all. And he was like, oh, my schedule's kind of busy. And we couldn't find a time, so we kind of let it go. And then I called him again. I was like, dude, let's go to lunch. I, I'd really like to get to know you. And so then I went. he and I went to lunch. And, and uh, it just started kind of going from there. Because once you reach out to one person, and you really you reach out not with a selfish intent, but intent to get to know these people, right? To get to know them and 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 support them and what they're doing. And you know, every person knows two or three other people, and then it just kind of naturally grows. So get uncomfortable, you know, once or twice, reach out to people that you look up to that or that you see, hey, I love what that guy's doing, or I love what that that lady's doing. Like what she's doing with her business is amazing. I'd love to just get to know her and see if there's anything I can do to help. So you do that once, one or two times, and then doors just start opening and they just start opening. So that's, that's what I would say. I love that. Thanks so much, Andy. Um, Great advice for individuals that are kind of trying to figure out um, how to better network Um, because your network is your net worth, right? If people have heard that over and over again, and it's, it's a true principle. Uh, I, I like, I really like the idea of um, people want people want to help, right? And so a lot mm-hmm. of times they'll they'll think, hey, I should reach out to this person, but I don't know if they'll care if they'll want to get back to me. But the the people that are um, th- that are in business for the right reasons want to help. They want to do good. They want to make a positive impact in people's lives. They they will get back to you. You know, it might not be mm-hmm. immediately, but they'll they'll want to help you along mm-hmm. your way and mentor you through what it is that you're, you're trying to do. And so to those people right now that are trying to uh, figure out what to do, take Andy's advice, right? Go reach out to somebody you look up to somebody that you want to be like, and uh, just know that uh, you ask enough people, there's going to, there's going to be help along the way. I, I love that. Uh, I'm going to recommend a book to listeners right now. It's so good. It's called the last lecture. It's by an individual by Randy, uh, an individual named Randy Pausch. Uh, very good. He had a very short amount of time to live when he started writing the book. He had cancer and was going to pass away, and he did pass away immediately after finishing the book. Um, so it's really cool. He had been a professor, and the book was kind of his, um, his, uh, I mean, his last lecture, right, to everybody. And one of the things that he shares in the book is that people will get what they want out of life if they're just willing to ask. Um, and uh, I've found that to be very, very true. If we ask uh, for help, it, it it shows up. So thanks so much, Andy. What would you say the 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 largest lesson that you've learned so far in entrepreneurship has been? Um, again, I think I said this. I think I've told you this a couple times, but for me, it's just it's the calm. It's the biggest lesson is that I can do what I'm setting out to do. It's I the confidence. That. Yeah. Really? So a lot of us are scared. Well, what if we fail? What if it doesn't work? What if I make a fool of myself? Like, and, and those things can, those, those things can happen. Like risk is, exists, right? And they do happen. Yeah. You see, and they, and they, well, the yeah. thing is, and they do happen, but also you get out there and you realize, oh my gosh, it's not that bad. Like, okay. I talked to this one person and it didn't work out. Well, shoot. Like, so go talk to the next person and then it does work out. And then you're like, oh my gosh, like I can do this. And I think sometimes 
we, we, because of just how we live our lives, the world is really small to us, right? It's confined to the people that live in our area and the people that we see all the time. And so being able to like realize the world is a much bigger place than what just our eyes see. And there's so many, so many people out there that, that need your help. So regardless of what you're interested in doing, like, let's say you love to knit and you're a 20, 20 year old person who loves to knit. Well, guess what? The world is big enough that there are hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of people that are in their twenties that love to knit. And if you have a solution for them, you can go out and find them. Right. And now that might not work for your neighbor across the street, but you know what? There might be some person, you know, across state lines that is needing what you have to offer. And so just, I would just say more than anything, it's just go out. You might fail once or twice, but once you land that first deal, once you close that first one, the confidence that will, that, that you gain, you know, it's that first sale mentality. Like you get that first sale, first sale is the hardest, but it's, it's the best, right? You close that. And then you're like, I can do this. There's enough people out there. So that's what I would say. Oh, I love that. What great advice. I hope everybody is listening to and learning from Andy. He always has such meaningful things to share. Um, I want to kind of touch on some of these ideas uh, that he's talked about here. Yeah, there's. it's, it's interesting in, um, in contemporary society and all the way back, I guess, to the Industrial Revolution, it was uh, people kind of conformed to being an employee right like that you go to school you go to college and that teaches you how to be an employee how to climb a corporate ladder and how to fit within a mold right and so people they only have confidence in their employers right and other individuals providing some sort of job security and i am such a huge fan of individuals coming to know and have confidence in the fact that they can go build right they can go create they can go enjoy freedom they can become uh, like I, I call students lifestyle legends, right? People that can create a lifestyle of their dreams. Um, and it's, it's something that's possible. It's not too far out of reach. And it really kind of boils down to what you said, just being willing to get out there, do the work and get your first deal across the line. My dad had taught me as a kid, you know, the first deal is always the hardest. Uh, your second deal is a little bit easier. By the time you get your third deal, you know what you're doing, right? And it's, it's, uh, Mm-hmm. kind of goes uh, to the moon from there, which is great because um, you understand the processes. It's it's interesting to me. Uh, th- there's only one in 10,000 acorns that become an oak tree. Um, I've mentioned this before, but I, I love to watch people not just accomplish their potential, but f- first get a glimpse at the fact that it's real. Right. Like watching an individual go, oh man, I can do this. Right. Like you said, developing mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. confidence of, dang, this stuff can work. Right. It's very, very uh, fulfilling and rewarding. On that note, I want to ask you, what what is your why behind what you're doing? Right. What's driving you every day when you open your eyes in the morning? I love that. I think it's a, it's a great question and something that every person should, should try to answer for themselves. And it may change over time as you, as you get older. Um, you know, I think early on in my career, my why was very fear-based, which was like, you know, we had, I, I got married and we had kids like pretty soon thereafter. So I had like very little money and now I'm a dad and I've got these kids. And so it came out of, well, how am I going to like just provide for these humans? Right. And now as I, as things have gone along, now it's more than just how am I going to do that? It's, it's like you said. I realize the potential that I have 
personally. And each person has the same potential. It's not exclusive to me. And my biggest driver is I want to reach my full potential. My biggest uh, hope is that when I get to the end of my life, whenever that is, because uh, not every day is, not every day is guaranteed, but whenever that is, that I'll be able to look back at my life and I'll say, "Man, was I perfect? No. Did I have some shortcomings? Of course. But did I do everything that I could to reach my fullest potential?" Um, God's given all of us potential and it's our job while we're here, while we're alive, uh, to grow and reach as far as we can. And so this is a long answer, but really for me, it's, it's just about reaching my potential and, and becoming the person that I was meant to become. Um, I love that. So that's, uh, it's, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a process, right? It's not, you're not going to just going to sh- wake up one day and you're there, but that's, what's amazing about this life is that every day is a new opportunity. Every minute is a new opportunity. Every second's a new opportunity to, to become better and to become more. And as long as I'm doing that, then, you know, I'm going to be very, very happy. Dude, I love that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. And I, I want to ask you a little bit about how you've been able to balance what you've been able to balance because Andy is uh, humble, but he's he was able to make well over six figures in just over a year uh, going through the program. So he'd gone through the program and in his own company, uh, he made a, a, a lot of money um, on the side of what he was already making. So he was already making great money and he just created some really great income on top of that. Uh, and and so how did you balance these things in life with your kind of your full-time job you had plus doing service-based arbitrage on the side? And uh, growing that out as well as I know you had the sale of a company um, and being a dad, being a husband, what, what advice would you give to people that are trying to learn how to balance things? Uh, well, I need someone who can help me too, because I'm still not great at it, but I had a, a mentor of mine early on uh, when things started getting a little out of hand, just like not out of hand, but just busy. And this mentor, now I don't, I don't, I don't suggest this advice, but the mentor said to me, if it doesn't feel like the wheels are about to fall off, like you're not, you're not doing, doing it right. And I agree with that to, to a point, but um, the thing is we got to continually increase our capacity. And one thing that, that really worked for me and it's something I still work on and I'm, am improving day, day by day is I just use time blocking. That's the biggest tool that I have for me. And what I have to do is I have my calendar and I say, okay, today, you know, I'm running a sales organization of that does about 30 million a year. And I say, okay, what do I got to do? I have from 6 a.m. until 1 p.m. And how am I going to break those hours down for that role? And it, so this is the hardest thing, right? A lot of people that are in the nine to five world, and I think this speaks to a lot of your students. A lot of those people that are in that nine to five world, they're like, well, how am I going to add in, how am I going to add in extra time to do, to go and start a side hustle, do something new. And for me, it was just, okay, I'm dedicating these hours to my job. Now, luckily I had a job with sales that allows me to work from home. I dictate my own hours. I do have a lot of travel, which kind of interrupts a lot of what I'm doing. But if I say, okay, this when this time window I have for my business. And within that time window, this 
30 minutes, this is all prospecting. The next 30 minutes, this is all sales calls. The next 30 minutes, like whatever that is, you just break, break it down what you need to do. And then you have to, and this is a skill I'm still developing, but you have to be able to shut your mind off to anything else, right? So while I'm in this next 30 minutes, this is what has to get done. And that's all I'm focusing on. Like I can't jump on Instagram. I can't do whatever. I just have to make this happen. So um, time blocking, I can't remember where that, I mean, I know a lot of people talk about time blocking. There's a specific book that I read. I want to say it's, I can't even remember, but I learned the skill from that book and it's been something that served me forever. So anyone can do it. Like I know if I can do it, anyone can do it. You just have to, you have to carve your time. You have to be really focused on how you spend your time. Yeah. Intentional. I agree. The book was probably the one thing. Was it the one thing? Well, the one thing talks a lot about it and I love, I love uh, Gary Keller. He's a, one of my favorite authors. He's got a number of books. Um, if you're in a service-based business, he's got the millionaire real estate agent series, which are great for real estate agents, but they're great for anyone who's in a service-based business because he teaches you the systems and and how to manage your time and all that stuff. So yes, we'll, we'll say it's the one thing. Hey, I, I love it. Um, time, time blocking is such a valuable tool. Um, I, those that are listening won't be able to see it, but I have this little thing on my desk. It's awesome. It's a timer. Uh, which is great. And you can just, oh, and Andy's got one too. It's the exact <laughs> same one. You just tap it, you set the time and then you tap it and it allows you to time block very well. Um, and it just puts off a little tiny, uh, alarm that uh, lets you know you're done with a particular time block. Um, it does help. I, I think that's great advice. I also like to take my phone and, and turn it upside down. Um, when I'm trying to do something important, well, even when I'm at dinner with my sweetheart, I try to do that too. Uh, Time blocking that is like, this is my time with her. I want to turn my phone up upside down. I'm not mm-hmm. the best at it, but it's something that I it always helps when I do it. Um, same with when I'm trying to get into some deep work, right? Turn the phone upside down and just uh, really focus. And so thanks so much for for that incredible advice, brother. Um, let's go with uh, maybe just a couple more questions here and then I'll let you go. But I'm so thankful to have you on the show. It just means the world, man. I just uh, respect you so much. Um how would you describe first let, let's go with uh let, let's go with success and then how would you uh describe or define happiness so let's go in that order success and and then happiness awesome man i think success is uh success to me is it, it, i mean everyone defines it differently but can you reach a state of happiness uh, within what you're doing professionally, with what you're doing with your family, um, with what you're doing, you know, with your physical health, just kind of balancing those things. And that might be different for everyone. Some, for some people, success might be monetary. For me, yeah, mon- the monetary part of it is part of it. But like, it's not, I, I don't, wouldn't consider myself successful if I was, you know, worth 200 million or 300 million or a billion or whatever that number is. And I was on my third wife and my kids didn't talk to me like that. To me, that makes no sense. Um, I'm a person of faith. And so as long as those primary things are taken care of, the most important things in relationship with, with God, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my kids, um, those are stellar. 
to me, that's success. And everything else is great and it's an appendage to it, but none of it matters if those things, if those things aren't in line. So for me, success is, is that. Man, um, that's probably one of the best, uh, in my opinion, um, one of the, the best answers to that question. I love that because uh, I, I, I've said this before, but it's an interesting idea. Like we, we constantly generalize success and happiness, right? In, in books, like you want to be successful and the author assumes that everybody has the same definition of success. But what I found is that everybody's definition is different. So that author says success, but one person's going to interpret that word totally differently than somebody else. Mm-hmm. I tend to interpret it the same way you do. Uh, I, I would add uh, to the incredible things that you shared. So yeah, God, family, right? Your friends. And I'd even say your relationship with yourself too, right? Like, what do you think about yourself? Uh, And it goes back to what you shared about uh, your, your experience in entrepreneurship. It helped you develop, develop confidence, right? You were able to learn a little bit more about what's under the hood, right? In your life. Mm -hmm. And like you have the ability to do some incredible things. Uh, You look at fleas and fleas are, they've got these little tiny itty bitty legs and they can jump like six feet tall. Um, yeah, which is crazy. remarkable. Yeah, crazy. But you put them in a jar and screw the lid on, and they'll jump up and hit the top. And then if you screw the lid off, those le- those uh, fleas are stuck, right? They won't they won't get out. They jump that high. Yeah, it's crazy. Right, it is crazy. And so we see this all the time with people. Um, you're someone that just can see your potential and goes right after it. And being able to observe you just crush it and uh, do so good in not just your own life, but influence so many other people's lives, right? Like I'd encourage listeners to go listen to the Dadfluencer podcast and go follow Andy, right? Like he's a great individual doing some big things and uh, definitely has his priorities straight. So I love it. Making a positive dent in the world. It's a good thing. Um, what's your definition of happiness? Um, so happiness to me is being grateful for what you have while pursuing the things that you want. So if you are pursuing a worthwhile goal while you're grateful for, and not the thing, when I say things, I mean all the blessings in your life, your family, your friends, where you live, all those things. So living in in a state of gratitude, all while pursuing worthwhile goals. And those goals could be professional. Those goals could be spiritual. Those goals could be whatever. But as long as you're progressing and pursuing those goals, that's where happiness comes from. I think sometimes we think happiness is, you know, the fleeting joys that we have from, you know, little things. And those are great, but like true happiness and true joy come from being grateful for what you have, who you are, all those things. And then working and recognizing that you can become better um, in every way. That's for me, if you can do that, that's, that's a pretty happy life. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I think, uh, to your point, you know, people think money will bring them happiness and it, I, it, I promise you, if you think it will, it won't, uh, giving it away will, uh, you think that if you get a big deal, you'll be so happy. Um, but like you said, those moments are, they're, they're fleeting, right? They're not deep. They're, they're not like embedded into your character and who you are now, who you become while, earning and growing and learning that that's cool. Cause that, that allows you to be able to change. Right. But at the end of, mm-hmm. at the end of life, it all goes back in the box. Uh, I mentioned this <laughs> idea, right. It, it all it's when you're done playing the game of life, 
no amount of money that you've been able to accumulate is kept. None of it, right? It, it all goes back. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, I was just going to say, going back to kind of the start of what we talked about, we built this nice house, we have nice cars, all these things. And, you know, did those things make me happy? Like, was I, I made it, I'm, I'm here. Was I happy? Um, no. Like, I wasn't happy. Those things didn't bring me happiness. But what did bring me happiness was spending, you know, some quality time with my kids before bed. Spending quality time with my wife, spending time in prayer, um, working on my on my physical body, working on my on my spiritual health. Those things make you happy, and if you can make those into habits, you're going to be happy regardless of what circumstances. Maybe business goes down for a little bit, but you can still be happy because you're doing the things that are going to make you happy. I love that, man, Andy. Thank you so much. I'm sure the listeners are so grateful that they were able to listen to and learn from you as well. I just respect you so much and think the world of you. And I'm so excited to continue watching you uh, crush the world of entrepreneurship and bless people's lives, man. It is a, it's a privilege to know you and to have you as a friend. So thanks for being on the show today. A hundred percent, man. I appreciate you more than you know. And I just, uh, I love, love that we get to be friends and I'm excited to, you know, just continue on and see all the great things that you're doing. It's, it's inspiring to me and so many others. And I mean, I just I, I know you're not going to plug your own stuff, but if you guys are out there and you're wondering what what should I do, how should I get into this, like set up a call with Raj, um, set up a call with someone on his team, get to know him. They're doing great things and they're helping people. And if it works for you, then great. But uh, you know, there's no person in the world that that I would trust more than Raj, and I think he's just one of the one of the greatest guys ever. So, man, I just love you. Appreciate you. Thank you, man. I wow, I I truly appreciate that so much and love you too. Thank you a ton. Um, I'll look forward to getting to hang out with you more, brother. But I hope you have an incredible uh rest of the week. You deserve it. I appreciate you, man. Have a good one. Hey, this is Roger Comstock. I am so grateful that you were able to listen to the show today. If you want to learn any more about how I help people break out of the nine to five or create recurring income through service-based arbitrage, go to my website at zerodollarstartup.com. We would just be so grateful and happy to make sure you're taken care of and have the best experience in the world working with an exceptional team. Go to zerodollarstartup.com. We hope to chat with you soon.